0: on the new podcast american criminal you'll learn about the fraud theft and murder that marks the dark side of the american dream like the menendez murders was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money or is there more listen to american criminal wherever you get your podcasts
1: all right let's rock and roll
2: i'm ready when you are
0: it's time
1: for bent news i'm ray Kub.
2: i'm marcus goldman
1: When you need to know,
2: get bent. The news this week that
1: Steven Tyler had checked himself into rehab was stunning to those who have witnessed the way he has stayed sober all these years, Marcus.
2: Yeah, Steven Tyler has done a fantastic job being disciplined in staying sober, but because of the situation, it's understandable why this may have happened
1: reports indicate tyler had surgery on his foot to prepare for the return to the deuces wild show run in vegas and then got hooked on the painkillers as he was recovering as a result the shows planned for june and july in las vegas have been canceled uh something you haven't heard a whole lot of during the pandemic marcus his tickets to be refunded at the point of purchase after announcing the dates for this year, Marcus, it was announced that Joey Kramer would take a temporary leave of absence and that his drum tech, John Douglas, would be his fill-in during this time. And, of course, we wish Tyler the best. One of the biggest rock and roll memorabilia and guitar collectors in the world, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay put in the big bid of $4.5 million for the guitar that Kurt Cobain played on Smells Like Teen Spirit, buddy.
2: That's absolutely bonkers that somebody paid four and a half million dollars for that guitar. Don't get me wrong, it's an important guitar in the history of rock and roll for what sound came out of it, but four and a half million is absolutely crazy. What were they expecting to get for it originally? The initial estimates were between four and six hundred thousand, but the bidding heated up.
1: Erce doesn't always say something about the items that he collects, but he did about this guitar. He said, I'm thrilled to preserve and protect another piece of American culture that changed the way we look at the world. The fact that a portion of the proceeds will go toward our effort to kick the stigma surrounding mental health makes this acquisition even more special to me. And that's really cool. Plus, it looks like Kurt's family is going to kick in from their end as well in an effort to support Mental Health Awareness Month.
2: Pretty cool. Really cool.
1: Marcus, something happened this week that was circumstantial and unexpected.
2: After 25 years of not being together on stage, a band made a surprise appearance at Rockville in Daytona, Florida on Sunday. That band, porno for pyros. Perry Farrell reunited those cats for a full performance.
1: Well, Jane's Addiction was going to play, and had to drop out because of long-term recovery from COVID for David Navarro.
2: So Perry figured, what the fuck? Let's get the guys together. I wonder how much they actually practiced before they took the stage. What a cool event, by the way, to witness. Magical moments in music history. They played
1: a variety of songs you might expect to hear from their records, but they also closed with Mountain Song and Stop from Jane's Addiction, so hopefully everybody went home happy.
2: Seeing Porno for Pyros for the first time in 26 years on stage together, I think would make those Jane's Addiction fans very happy.
1: We've been hearing about it, Marcus, and now it's out debuting at the Cannes Film Festival last weekend, Moon Age Daydream, the film about David Bowie.
0: I'm an elegant-
2: And I'm
0: up for the world.
2: This looks really cool. The trailer's fantastic, and it was directed by Brett Morgan, the guy who did Kirk Cobain montage of heck. So he's familiar with how to do music films, and he's obviously a music fan taking on a project like this one.
1: And now Marcus has an update what's going on with Noel, the other Gallagher.
2: To create an album, he revealed that he impersonated David Bowie. I- can he wear a dress? I, I okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I can understand channeling or uh, hopefully the
1: lyrics being inspired. are inspired. Uh, invented than I, I, hey, it could be on the new Nola Gallagher album, "Back the Way We Came."
2: <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I mean how do you impersonate Bowie? Did he dress like Bowie? Did he That's talk like yeah, Bowie? Yeah, right. Did he walk like Bowie? Acting
1: like Bowie? I, I don't mean know.
2: seriously what what Bowie esque bowie ness did he Bowie participate in Bowie style? Here's the quote I'd
1: sit up late at night doing Bowie's voice. If this song sounds like David Bowie, then I'm going to sing it like David Bowie until I've written it. He actually told the newspaper that. Oh my. Kiss, make
2: up, boys. <laughs> You're better crazy together than apart. Mic drop, Goldman.
1: <laughs> you know, Marcus, your mom always told you don't play with that. You could get injured permanently. You know, the old thing from the Christmas story, you know, you shoot your eye out, kid. (laughs) Well, it almost happened to Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch. He was at that Welcome to Rockville Festival that we were talking about with Pornoda for Pyros in Daytona Beach. And apparently he got overheated and was close to passing out, stumbling around and accidentally kicked over one of the lasers, which shot up and hit him in the eye. And he said, these things are like, they basically have the power of a minor supernova. They're really badass. I just hope he's okay, because that's not the kind of thing you go on stage think it's going to happen while you're out there.
2: Yeah, that could be a serious injury, and I hope he's okay big time. Scary.
1: Something else that's been scary in our world, Marcus, since the 70s, is the Sex Pistols,
2: <laughs> just seem to get more
1: and more popular these days. We've dissected it. We've talked about it. And now it's finally here. The series, Pistol, six parts, debuting on FX Hulu this week, May 31st. It's out and streaming, man.
2: I cannot wait to watch this because we're going to see some of the characters that we've talked about in previous episodes that were all integral in the scene in England. and. For as much as everybody talks crap on each other, these cats were all hanging out together, especially in the early days. And it seems that every one of them had a different vision on how they thought it should be. So they're kind of spread out in different ways, but all having a huge impact at the same time. So it will be cool to see those early day interactions between all of these bands that were prominent in the scene. When we were doing the
1: Sex Pistols episode, you mentioned a date in 1976. What was that?
2: I think it was like June 4th, 1976.
1: Well, a little over two months before that, a kid named Bill Brodax caught the band at the 100 Club on Oxford Street in London. All right. His name came around to become Billy Idol, and he's in the movie, and that's because he's one of those people that was in the scene going to see all the cool bands that everybody knew each other, like Slim Jim Phantom was telling us.
2: And if you remember the shots or the video in Filth and the Fury, there were video images of Sid Vicious in the front row at some of those early Sex Pistols concerts as well. He was a huge fan of those guys.
1: Another familiar face in that circle and in that circle that Slim Jim mentioned is Chrissy Hind and her character is
2: in the series as well. If I'm not mistaken, her and Steve had a little bit of a rendezvous for a short period. Yes, she kind of cops to that
1: in the interview that I was reading and admits she was a teenager. Still, I don't know, she was still a jailbaiter. And the quote she gave, I thought, was pretty cool. She said, I didn't notice him carrying a sack full of dreams around, but he was, like all of us, he wanted to play guitar in a rock and roll band. But she doesn't get into the details of their trysts. But there are characters in this series, and I can't wait to see it.
2: I'm excited to see it as well. Hold on, I have to read this list of 462 protest albums that I have to sort through. It's a big list. Look, I know there's a great list of protest albums. I'm excited to hear your list.
1: For the last few weeks, Marcus, I made the comment about protest albums that I had a list of, and I said, I'm working on it. Well, here it is. You ready for this on this week's episode update?
2: I am. All
1: right, we were talking about Rage Against the Machine and its impact as a protest album, which is definitely very strong and palpable. But go back to the original stuff that got this whole thing rolling. Like Dylan having both Blowing in the Wind, a song about peace, and Masters of War on the same album. And one of his predecessors, Pete Seeger, reaching back to the 50s for Which Side Are You On?, Asking questions. That's part of protest. Joan Baez interpreting songs through the 60s. Can we do a quick five favorites on that? (laughs) About how many great protest songs she put out there as one of the leaders of the movement. Not to mention John Lennon's Imagine album and the Plastic Ono band as well. Perhaps, though, one of the things that gives all protest albums a run for its money are the Muse concerts in New York in 1979. Having witnessed both nights there, I could tell you the unity and the voice was loud. And while we're talking about things that have a tinge of protest in them, Marcus, how do you feel about that Bob Marley Exodus album? It's saying a lot of things in there. They got so
0: much things to say right now. They got so much things to say. They got so much things to say right now.
2: That Bob Marley Exodus so album is a very big, heavy protest record, without a doubt
1: when we get to the marley episode we're working on i'm finding out that the roots of that are in the early albums too marcus we gotta fight the power we gotta fight the power that public enemy you know what i'm saying
2: yes public enemy
1: (laughs) you better know what i'm talking about (laughs) there's one more album and song that really to me speaks protest loud and clear and that's the great Gil scott herons the revolution will not be televised You can throw in Whitey's on the Moon if you want. Good stuff. It says a lot. And so I finally get the list out there. Send your hate mail to imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. No, I'm just kidding.
2: There are so many important protest albums out there. Due to the outspokenness and the in-your-face aggressiveness, it's almost as if with the Rage Against the Machine album, they're punching the bully in the face back Absolutely directly.
1: Absolutely right. I agree wholeheartedly. And guess what? It'd be in my five favorites if we did a five favorite protest album. So growing list going on over
2: here, Marcus. <laughs> I would do a five favorite protest albums without a doubt.
1: There's been a lot of activity in the Magic Bag Studios with this upcoming episode releasing Monday, The Ravers.
2: I am so excited to get this episode out to everybody. It will be a booty-shaking Memorial Day without a doubt. It is going to be a fun, flying episode. These rebels of rock and roll have brought a lot to the table.
1: The sound, the feel, the fury. Out Monday, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Pantheon Podcast Network and imbalancedhistory.com. Well, that's going to do it, Marcus. Ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. That's what we do here on the Bent News <laughs> Update. Till our next check-in, I'm Ray Coop.
2: I'm Marcus Goldman.
1: And when you need to know... Get, get bent. bent! Breaking news just as we finished, This was just handed to us, Marcus. Not good news if you love progressive rock.
2: Not good news at all if you love rock and roll. We lost Alan White at the age of 72. We just got the story. Short illness, passed away at home.
1: The band was making tour plans and announced that Alan would be taking a leave coming up. But no one knew if he was really ill. Love to his family and friends and, of course, all the Yes fans everywhere. Recapping, Alan White of Yes and so much more, dead It's 72.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream, the big house, the happy family, the money? 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. My and dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast.